Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, verse 57 through 80. So verse 62, so they made signs to his father what he would have him called. Well, obviously she's unreliable. She's unreasonable. Let's ask his father. He'll set her straight. Now, unfortunately, in those days, the opinion of a woman was not considered to be very reliable or valid. And that's just the way that it was. A woman's opinion didn't carry weight, even if it was her own son. So they asked the man. And they were expecting Zachariah to say, yeah, his name's going to be Zach Jr., you know? Well, of course, they didn't expect him to say anything because he wasn't speaking at the time. But he would write, his name's going to be Zach Jr. It wouldn't be until after the ministry of Jesus that women would begin to be considered as equal and equally valuable as men. And, and that's, that's kind of sad, but that's true. In fact, where the gospel of Jesus Christ hasn't gone or doesn't have an influence within the political structure of a society, women are still considered property and oftentimes oppressed. Baby girls, when they're born in China, are left oftentimes under a bridge or alongside the road because they don't see them as valuable as, valuable as boys. It, it's, it's awful and it's sad the way that things work around the world. In a Muslim country, women are considered property, and if you kill your wife, it's not a big deal. You know, it's, it's sad the way that things are. But wherever the gospel has gone, women have been liberated. In fact, it's because Jesus treated women with such respect and such love and such patience and, and such attention. It would be women who Jesus first appeared to after his resurrection, which is, ironically, a weird proof of his resurrection because no one would ever make up that story. Women's, women's testimony at that time was not admissible in court, and yet Jesus would appear to them first, maybe because they were more devoted or even more faithful, who knows, but Jesus found it important to give this honor to women. And, and in fact, even during this day, everybody would come to a birth. You know, if the baby was going to be born, mom's pregnant, she's going to have a baby. They didn't know what the gender was, and so everybody would come with food and with presents and with musical instruments. And, and once the baby was born, they'd have a big celebration if it was a boy. And if it was a girl, they'd just all go home with their stuff. <laughs> That's just the way that it was. It's just kind of sad. I don't know. It seems like today, I, for me, I don't know, having a little baby girl... It's a lot more fun than having a little baby boy to me. I don't know. It's just the way that it, maybe it's just because we have a lot of boys. But so they didn't take a lot of stock in Elizabeth's word. And, and so they make signs to Zacharias. He's not deaf. They don't need to make signs to him. They can just talk. He's not deaf. He just can't speak. Right. But anyway, they make signs. And maybe he told Elizabeth, just tell him I'm deaf. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> 
verse 63, and he asked for the writing tablet and wrote saying, his name is John. So they all marveled. Now, it didn't matter what Zacharias had planned. You know, I'm sure that he, as he grew as a young man, thinking, you know, someday I'm going to have a son. And, and he, he probably thought, I'm going to name him after myself, or I'm going to name him after my dad. You know, he probably had all these plans. But all that changed when he stood in the temple that day, and the angel said, his name is going to be John, and he'll be a prophet of the highest. I, I think that Zacharias especially after he became mute and he is going to be mute until all these things be fulfilled, that he doesn't want to stray from that path at all. Because the baby was born eight days ago and he's still mute. And so after we name him John, is, is that when I'm going to be able to speak again? Or do I have to wait until he turns the father's hearts back to their children? <laughs> you know, am I going to have to wait longer? I mean, when, what, what part of this is going to have to be fulfilled before I'm going to be released from this burden? It's, it's kind of a, a heavy burden. He doesn't want to mess with it. Verse 64, immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. It's had to, it's had to be hard. For nine months... This man has not been able to speak a word. And I'm sure that there were conversations where he went. He wanted to say something. And, and, you know, maybe he wasn't a man of many words, but it is amazing how insignificant maybe something seems to you. But then when you lose it, how important it becomes. You, can't, you have to lose the ability to talk. Have you ever had laryngitis and you just want to communicate? You know, it's like so frustrating. And, and it's the same thing. You know, when you, when you lose any part of your body. I've, I've, I remember one time I was trying to make a point of Paul getting punched. And so, you know, because it, it says they struck Paul and a lot of people think, oh, they slapped Paul. No, they punched Paul and I punched my pulpit. And first, second, first service, Saturday night was fine. First service was fine. Second service, I decided, well, the, the pulpit was a little hard, and so I punched my Bible and broke my hand. <laughs> and then it was my right hand. And so for, long story, you know, we don't need to get into that, but for a while, I had this broken hand I had to deal with. It was kind of painful, you know, to deal, not being able to write, you know, and I don't like to write anyway, but here I am, you know, not being able to write, and it's kind of frustrating, having to sign checks, oh, you know. And, and, and I remember... Early on in my, in my life, I remember as I was a new Christian, 18 years old, I was working at Pebble Creek Ski Area, and I thought I was pretty, pretty, pretty special, some pretty studly or something. I don't know what I thought about myself. But I wanted to fit in, and I, would, I was starting to make some decisions that probably weren't real wise as an 18-year-old kid. Now, the Lord had delivered me from the partying and the alcohol and the, and the drugs and all that stuff and all the things that I did as a kid. And, and now I'm a Christian, but the guys who were there at the, at the lodge, the guys that I worked with at the ski area, they were, they were like, ah, oh, you know, we should have a beer. And do you want a beer? I didn't want to be uncool. I want to be able to be relevant, right? And so I had a beer. And the Lord was saying, what are you doing? And then they all went skiing up, up on the mountain. We, we rode the cat up at night because it was a full moon, and that's they love to do that against the rules. But I went with them. actually hurt my thumb, wrecked and hurt my thumb pretty bad. And, and I thought, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing the things I shouldn't be doing, right? 
And, and there was a conviction in my heart about it. And I remember driving to work one day, and I was listening to J. Vernon McGee on the radio. J. Vernon McGee, that old southern preacher, you know. Now turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, you know. <laughs> and I, I, I was listening to J. Vernon McGee, and he was talking about the, the, the strained lamb, the one, you know, that Jesus would leave the 99 to go get the one. And then he tells this interesting little story, this little detail that when an, a lamb would stray, he would take that little lamb and he would take its little leg and he would break it. And then he would set the leg and he'd bind the leg up and then he would carry the lamb on his shoulders for several months until, or several weeks until that little lamb's leg was healed and he'd take the binding off and he'd set the lamb down and that lamb would never leave his side. And I thought, what a cute little story. And the next day, I'm skiing down the mountain, and I hit what they call a death cookie. I was screaming down the mountain really fast, and if you've ever skied at Pebble Creek, if you have just skied, like you're just a skier, you probably can't handle Pebble Creek. I'm just saying. It's, Ski Magazine called it an icy cliff, and it's dangerous, and I was flying down this really steep mountain, and I hit this death cookie, and, and I just lost my balance. I didn't fall in, like, wipe out. I mean, it would have been great if it would have been like this, you know, skis everywhere and a cloud of, of you know, nothing like that. It was more like, and I just kind of sat down. But I hurt, and my knee hurt. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said at that moment, I just broke your leg. And it was, it was a pretty good lesson. In fact, it was something that always reminded me that I belonged to the Lord. And in fact, a couple of weeks ago when I woke up and I couldn't really walk real good, it always brings me back to that. Hey, remember, remember, I, I broke that leg. You know, keep your focus on me. I think the Lord uses things like this, like he did with, with Zach's voice, like he did with my knee. He's done with many of you over time that sometimes the Lord puts you on your back or shuts your mouth or puts you in timeout because you just need to stop and rethink your life. Rethink the direction that you're going. And certainly Zacharias has had nine months of silence, at least from himself, to really consider what God was trying to speak to him. In verse 65 it says, Then fear came on all those who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea, and all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.